rendezvous. I like talking to you. And welcome to another week's episode of Pencil Neck Geeks. And guess what? He's here. I am. I am indeed here. Um, to, the, to the one person that um, questioned where I was last week, thank you for caring. Um, to everyone else, disappointed. There was one? There was one, yeah. Where were you, so? What, what was you redundant with? Well, hang on, let's not put the onus on me. You was the one that went away for the week. There was also that, yes. <laughs> Don't try and play, like, play the game where, uh, well, he, he was busy doing something. I was doing nothing exciting. I was here, but you was away. And um, you was able, and, and to be fair, the first time recording a podcast, first time recording a podcast, so like very good. I was, I was Thank you. very impressed. The editing was on point, as I told you at the time. Um, don't even know why I'm here, to be honest. <laughs> it pays the bills. Well, it does. It does pay the bills. Yeah. You've been good, though, so you've been I, well. I've been good. good. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, over the uh, the pre-winter cold. Looking forward already to the next one. Um, you know, the actual winter cold that will be. This was the pre-one, but uh, yeah, all good. What about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Benefiting from that extra hour in bed, no less. Um, I believe we had a conversation online about staying up till 2 o'clock just to make sure that some clocks did go back to 1 o'clock. Um, I always enjoy watching it on TV because you're watching the show that started at 1 and then the next show starts also at 1. I bloody live for that sort of stuff. The only thing that I get really confused about is with... You know, we get some channels in the UK. I'm sure they get them elsewhere as well, but you get, like, plus ones. So, like, if you're watching ITV plus one and then the clocks go back, what happens? Yeah, yeah I believe it's plus two for an hour. Right. Well, that is confusing. Don't phone in. Don't phone in. Oh, it's on a postcard. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, has anyone got a number? Um, so this week, we will be looking at and discussing everything that happened in the world of wrestling this week. Uh, be it on TV or in the news, as often WWE has been in. And we must start with the absolutely shocking um, announcement uh, made at the top of Raw, where Roman Reigns uh, came out and um, told everyone that he is sadly once again battling leukemia. And uh, in terms of um, announcements on Raw, this one has got to rank up as the absolute most shocking that I've ever heard of. Yeah, I mean, it was quite funny. I was going to bed at the time that Raw was was going out live. Um, mm. Because of the time difference in the UK, um, it starts at 1am. So it's normally about the time that I go to bed. Um, and I could see some stuff being said on Twitter, but a bit cryptic about what was going on. So no, I didn't see any tweet that explicitly said what was going on, just that something right. had happened in Rowan Reigns. Like, shit, what, like, what has, has gone on? I need to go and find out. Um, I think by that point, I think, um, the WWE Twitter had put the video out or I'd seen it on Twitter anyway, um, with him kind of making the announcement. And I'll be honest, I didn't actually know he'd had it before. Yeah, I don't know that anyone outside of perhaps his circle or uh, it, seemed, it felt that it was a need-to-know basis with him. Mm. He didn't want people knowing. Um, granted, it was 11 years ago the first time, but he didn't want people knowing perhaps for the sympathy um, 
and he just kind of, or for personal reasons, um, fine, we don't need to know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was shocking to learn that he's kind of lived with it for all this time. Mm. Um, and sadly that it has, uh, returned. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's awful news. I mean, Roman Reigns is one of those wrestlers that really divides people. Um, you know, like we've seen with people at the top before, like Cena, like The Rock. Um, you know, some people love him. I'd say probably more people, uh, hate him. Um, and that's not down to him as a person. That's just because of how he's been booked and how he's been pushed. Um, you know, I don't think anyone ever begrudges a human being just because you don't like their character or how they actually do their job. Um, and well, I think, so, that's it. I, I, I think for, for those um, uh, fans out there who have been negative towards Roman Reigns, you know, their feelings of his character won't change, but the feelings of him as a man, um, n- nothing but love for him and well wishes um, that have come his way, and rightly so. I felt the way he handled the announcement w- was incredible. Um, it, he he had such honour uh, in that in the ring uh, for himself for the fans there, um, and I, I thought he, it was a credit to himself in the way he handled it, and hopefully as well because you know where it is now the PG era, um, he can now become even more. Of, of a role model for a lot of kids out there, or even grown-ups who are going through a similar experience, uh, a, a sad one at that. Yeah, and I mean, it, you know, it, timing-wise, it was towards the end of um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which, although I absolutely despise the organisation that the WWE partner with to uh, promote that, um, you know, it, it's a worthy thing to to discuss um and so i think it was a bit more uh on the nose because of the fact that they've been spent the last month talking about breast cancer and you know victims and survivors um the timing is what it is i mean don't get me wrong like no one's planned this to happen now um from what i've seen um he'd found out very recently that um you know he'd had his he got the diagnosis probably yeah. like the thursday friday um before raw and, you know, hardly anyone knew. Vince knew, obviously. Um, but it was, you know, not many people knew. So the announcement yeah. kind of came as a shock. In fact, I don't even think, oh, I read a report and it's a report, so we don't know for sure, but, um, that actually Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins were, were told that he was going to be dropping the title, uh, right. vacating the title. And that was all they were told. Um, well, I, I didn't know that. Well, I, I said it's, it's a report, so you know we don't sure. know for definite. But the reactions were, were you know, from everyone were, were obviously real. Um, yeah, and like uh, you say, I thought, for the, uh, I thought with the reactions, well, for the, uh, the commentators did a good job just to let Roman talk rather than uh, talk over or even talk at the end because after the segment that they went to advert break. Um, uh, and I thought they were very respectful in the way that they handled it. And again, you almost felt that perhaps they were um, hearing it for the first time as we were. Uh, apparently, um, again, they were. Like, n- like yeah. that's how few people knew what was going on. Um, and you said about probably the most shocking thing on Raw. Um, and and I, I think you're probably right. I mean, we've obviously had completely shock announcements where people have had to suddenly retire due to injury. Yeah. Um, I think Edge was was. Uh, the one that I remember the most where he came out yeah. having just wrestled the night before um, and you thought everything was fine, uh, you know, to kind of make that announcement. So we've seen 
shocking things like that happen on Raw, where people have had to come out with some bad news, but because of this is uh, an illness uh, and a life-threatening illness, I think that's kind of made that even more, um, you know, stand out as this this big thing as it should be. Like you know, again, I'm not I'm not trying to um, limit the, the impact it had because you know it, it's an awful situation. And what I think has been good is that everybody. Um, in like wrestling circles has been very, uh, certainly what I've seen, been very respectful. No matter their feelings of Roman the wrestler have all kind yeah. of been in unison about him, you know, getting better, really. Well, this is it, yeah. I mean, uh, as you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm in the minority and that I'm a fan of his. But as he said in the ring, he always got a reaction. Whether you booed him or cheered him, he got a reaction. And that's all he ever wanted. And it's also what any wrestler would want. There's so much talent out there who don't get a reaction. Apollo Crews, I'm looking at you. Um, but Roman Reigns is the one that um, is the John Cena of this era of reactions. Um, and I believe Raw is obviously going to be uh, much uh, uh, worse off uh, without him on TV. Uh, so hopefully we can get him back to full health and back to competing at the top uh, very soon. Um, but also, for, uh, I, noticed, I don't know if you saw the footage that was released on uh, WWE.com and on their social media platforms, but uh, they had a camera follow him uh, back out to the gorilla and then all the way to the uh, parking lot. And I think he was right at the end where, like, Roman Reigns kind of joking, but also saying, like, why are you still filming? Like, he's going home. Um, and he said, uh, don't film my hire car. Um, it's not a great car. Like, he didn't have time. So with him saying that, it kind of felt that him being on Raw wasn't scheduled um, up until perhaps 24 hours, maybe 48 hours before Raw. Um, I don't believe he was meant to be there, but... Uh, he probably made the last minute announcement and said that I want to be there uh, to tell people. Um, and again, full credit to the man for doing that. And we certainly wish him well on his recovery. Um, but as true to form as WWE always have been, uh, the show must go on. Yeah. And uh, on it certainly when, um, uh, given uh, what happened at the start of the show, you would have forgiven them for kind of keeping it a bit light. But by the end of it, I think everyone was kind of shocked that they decided to turn Dean Ambrose Hill at the end uh, of the night. Uh, perhaps given what had happened before, but also you, you may want to send people home happy uh, given what they'd heard. Um, so for me, even though they've been hinting at Dean Ambrose turning heel on Seth, it still felt like a bit of a shock. I thought it was perfect. I know that um, I- I've seen on forums and stuff people kind of going both ways on this, but I'm very pro what happened at the end of Raw because I think the expectation um, is always when there's a bad news story is to send the fans home happy and with you know the people you want to succeed to succeed and i think that's what made it even better in a way because it was so unexpected yeah yeah and uh, as i've said in the past uh, certainly with last week's episode talking about the lack of 
surprises on the SmackDown 1000th episode. This felt like a genuine shock moment. You'd see the fan in the front rows with his eyes bulging out because you're thinking, what? You just won the titles, Dean? Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what Dean has to say uh, this coming Monday uh, for his reason behind it. It looks like it's going to be how he felt he was the one being held back behind the two titles held at the time by Seth and Roman. Um, and then I don't like how he's, he's still having to go at Seth Rollins for calling him a lunatic when he's been walking around for a long time with lunatic T-shirts on. Um, I'm hoping that's not the way uh, the road that they go down with it. I think we'll, we'll have Dean Ambrose come out on Raw. I mean, unfortunately, this episode will be going out not long uh, before um, the next episode of Raw that we're talking about. But um, my fear is is that Dean Ambrose is going to come out to open Raw and address the crowd um, and announce that he's dyslexic and he never knew what was written on his T-shirt for the last two years. Oh, God. Because, as you say, there's absolutely no way to kind of ignore the fact that the commentators, fellow wrestlers, his his merchandise, has all called, in, called him like a, a lunatic. <laughs> Um, what I would like you know to say, I'll, I'll be honest with you. After that fan theory, I'm never going to criticise the writers ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could have cracked it. Maybe, maybe this is you know where I start my career as a WWE writer. Um, but Honestly, I would... if he came out and said April Four, it would be better than that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We've seen worse storylines. Um, but I would also like him to change his music. And I was thinking about this, um, and I think um, the 1980s... Wait, have you, got hit... music, have you got music for him, sorry? Well, I haven't got music for him, but, I mean, if okay. again, if I was writing this, I, I would suggest yeah. a change of music, um, and I would go for the 1980s mega-hit Maniac. Um, oh, now, admittedly, he's not a maniac necessarily on the floor, um, although he does walk on one to the, to the ring, um, but I think that would be a good hill kind of turn thing to do. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they want to play on mental health. Um, I don't, I don't think they want to kind of allude to that and kind of endorse that in a way. This is the company though that's endorsed, uh, you know, um, necrophilia, um, has accused people of not being the parents to children that they've, uh, they've raised. Um, so I mean, let, let's I'm be honest. Daddy. Yeah, and and also let's not forget the the incest storyline that Vince wanted to do with Stephanie. So, sure, but anything goes in the attitude era. In PG, mm. I don't think they want to be kind of um, like almost like poking fun at someone who would appear to have mental health. I don't think that's the way they're going to go down there. I think it's just going to be Ambrose all out hill, all about him. He doesn't need the brotherhood. Um, they need him more than he needs them. I think he's going to go down that sort of road, which is fine. Um, I'm not a big Dean Ambrose fan. I don't see him as uh, being champion worthy. I see titles is limit for me. Mm-hmm. So to get him into a feud with Rollins, at least we get to see the Intercontinental title again, uh, perhaps be defended. He should be stripped of this title. He doesn't ever defend the title. Since he won it, what, SummerSlam? He's defended it twice. Once against Owens, once against Ziggler in the mandatory rematch. That's it. Um, in terms of like people talk about Nakamura not being on SmackDown, we'll get to that. But the IC title hasn't 
done anything almost since Miz dropped it um, since the uh, reshuffle. Um, so hopefully now, uh, now that Ambrose is heel, he can then bring the IC title back to life. And also as well, the other thing to, to bear in mind is that, um, you know, when Miz had that title, he really brought some prestige back to it. You know, okay. he was a fighting champion. Again, love him or hate him. And he's one that I do actually really think he's a good competitor. I'm not, I've never been a massive fan of his in, in ring. Uh, yeah. work, but I think he's, uh, you know, top notch on the mic. I think he's got a great character, but he really bought that title, some prestige back, which he had been lacking for a long time. And we've, I mean, not just you and me, but you know, generally people complain for a long time about the fact that Brock Lesnar wasn't a fighting champion. He had his reasons. Basically he didn't need to because of the contract. Um, but we had somebody who was a champion for a long time that didn't defend the title. And now you've got somebody who does have a title, who doesn't have that kind of issue when it comes to how many dates they have to work and title defences, and doesn't defend. Yeah, exactly. Um, but again, uh, where they've been stuck in this uh, storyline with Strowman, Ziggler, McIntyre for so long, hopefully now that's going to end. Um, I liked, um, to a degree, the tag titles changing hands, mainly because it frees up McIntyre to chase a championship. I've been such a fan since he's returned. Um, and I believe that, sadly, with Reigns having to um, give up the title, McIntyre should be the next person to hold on to the title. Um, I don't think it's, it's Strowman's time. Um, I don't know why, because he's been held back from it for the best part of a year. But I don't think Strowman's the one to carry the title now. Lesnar, I, I could almost like with Crown Jewel um, seemingly being a singles match as a side champion, I could almost handle uh, Lesnar uh, retaining or winning back the title and then dropping it soon after on Raw perhaps. Um, I quite like to see obviously McIntyre win it. But then even Lesnar comes out to celebrate and Finn Balor comes out and demands his match that he never got and then gets a title, it gives his character a much bigger boost and elevates him to where he should be rather than dwindling in nowhere, wrestling in pointless matches, um, building up to his mixed match uh, challenge matches. Um, so I'd like to see that go down. But at least with the tag titles um, now away from McIntyre Ziggler, McIntyre can now elevate and go singles. And it's about time, I think, um, yeah. for him. So, I mean, again, he, he's the one. He's the one on Raw that's not scared of Strowman. We've seen everyone else, you know, scared of him. Reigns called on the shield. Owens was running scared. There's been no one on – like, even Lesnar's been scared of him. There's been no one on the roster that has basically come out and said, no, nah, like, I'll stand toe-to-toe with you. Um, McIntyre's doing that. The promo cut backstage about, I'm a grown man. I'm not scared of monsters. Yeah, that was me, not McIntyre. Oh, um, I thought it was a sound. Audio board. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm convinced that he's not scared. You know, the attack that he gave to Strowman on Raw, um, he works for me. Um, the tag titles, again, be interesting what happens to them uh, in terms of getting them away from Ambrose and Rollins. Um, they kind of make Nicholas's title run look that much better. True. 
you know, at least they were united in uh, dropping the titles. Um, but at the same time, the tag titles uh, division needs a big push, certainly for Raw. There's no one out there, and NXT are spoiled for choice in tag teams. Uh, so we might have what well, the authors of pain. Maybe they can now step up. Um, maybe someone else might stake a claim. I can see there being perhaps a tag, tag team tournament. Well, I mean, uh, there are. I mean, the thing is, you say about them, you know, not not being spot, but I mean, really, they are. I think the problem is, is that they've just misused a lot of them. Like, you know, the revival. Now, yeah. I know there was like injury issues, and it put them on the sides for a little bit. But let's be honest, it's another example, and we talked about this in the first episode about where you've had somebody in NXT that's been called up and you know have kind of floundered. Um, they dominated in NXT. Um, you know, American Alpha, same thing. I know, obviously, they split those up. Um, you've got the Ascension. I, I was never a huge fan of them anyway. Um, in, in terms of, um, you know, I thought they were good, but that was about it. I didn't really see them as being this uh, massive kind of false. Um, but they, uh, you know, New Yorkers of Pain, which are kind of interesting again at the moment. It, they, they have got people there. I don't really want them to see them bring anyone else up for NXT. I want them to utilise who they've got on the roster. Yeah, sure. But at the same like with the roster they've got, I'm not excited about seeing many or any of these tag teams. No. It'll be interesting because um, backstage, when, again, when you saw Reigns coming through the gorilla, um, Jason Jordan was back there. So I wonder if he is um, in a position to make an in-ring return. Uh, I've heard rumours that his injury was so severe that he may not be able to do that. I and don't. He may be looking to uh, bring back as a producer. I don't. Yeah, I think he was backstage for that. I know he's been shattering a lot recently. The same. Matt Hardy was doing the exact same thing uh, before he That's kind right, of announced yeah. he retired. Um, I don't think we will um, be seeing him back in the ring. Uh, to be honest, I don't think he was popular enough to even um, come out and do a retirement speech. Um, you know, we didn't. We saw the same yeah, thing. Yeah, true. With, I mean, um, that's the thing. Tyson, uh, what's his face? Yeah, to the Tyson Kidd. That's it. You yeah. can't like it. Um, well, again, what WWE do well is that they know their brands and they know um, their assets. You can't have everyone come out and give retirement speeches. Like if someone leaves whenever they do their uh, roster cuts um, and they leave, you don't give them all like you know five minute segment to say bye. Um, you, you save it for your A listers, um, yeah. and I think that's what they do well. Um, but again, like, it'd be good to have him back because um, uh, I, I kind of liked him, and it would be good to see American Alpha uh, back together. Um, but I think the only thing we've got left to talk about, I'll be interested to know your opinion on Elias from uh, Raw. Because uh, obviously uh, you had his segment in the ring, and then uh, he tried to sing his song again uh, just for Baron Corbin to interrupt him. So he attacked Corbin with the guitar in what normally would be an obvious face turn. But I'm not, I'm not convinced on this one. How, how about yourself? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I really don't know what they are looking to do with Elias. I think um, he was someone who I didn't really care about. I didn't really buy him in NXT. Really? Yeah, I thought... I thought I didn't really like... Well, to be fair, he, he didn't do much in NXT. Yeah. Um, and that's where I kind of first saw him. And so I always thought he was, you know, okay. But I think, again, his in-ring uh, mic work is phenomenal. 
has the crowd yeah. eating out of his hand. I mean, he obviously had that amazing segment we talked about a few weeks ago in Seattle with Kevin Owens. Um, he's somebody who the crowd loves uh, and loves to hate as well um, in, in regards to that. He looks like um, Bradley Cooper. I don't know why yeah, they're not yeah, playing. Star was born. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why they're not playing on that more. I, I'm sure that Bradley Cooper nicked his gimmick uh, for that film, but um, I'm not sure what they're looking to do with him. And you're right. I mean, it's, it's to anyone else, it would be a face turn, and I'm not sure if that is what they're trying to do. Um, but you know what? What I want to do is see him more actually compete. Yeah. Absolutely. He seems to be just there every week to strum on his guitar, you know, get some heat, and and someone interrupts him. Nothing else seems to happen. So, you know, maybe um, him doing this was uh, a sign, you know, or or was a bit of closure to see him actually get in the ring and do some more work. I don't know. It would be interesting to see what happens next, certainly. Because something struck me, because again, where he's generated so much heat in the last few weeks, it seems strange to turn him face, but WWE have this whole uh, feeling about there's no face, there's no heels, um, even though what Dean Ambrose did was a complete heel turn. Um, So I can kind of see Elias going into that almost like Stone Cold mode of I'll be a bad guy, but you can cheer me if you want, so to speak. Mm. Um, Because hitting your boss with a guitar, even though that's what everyone wants to do, um, it is still something that a heel might do. So, again, I'd be interested, interested if they are giving him a sort of character development. What I thought was strange was that uh, I couldn't remember the last time I heard his theme music. He's got theme music? Yeah, because obviously he beat <laughs> Apollo Crews, which seemed like a pretty straight squash. Um, I was expecting him to kind of give Apollo Crews a bit of a push. But... Um, his music played afterwards. And I honestly cannot remember hearing Elias' theme music before. I actually forgot that match. That's how, that's how good that match was. Yeah, you're always completely forgettable, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I absolutely cannot ever remember hearing his theme music before. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's pretty much raw. Um, but paired with SmackDown, uh, both shows have kind of had really a poor build-up to uh, this weekend's evolution. Uh, you've got, like, the first ever women's pay-per-view because the following week there's another event in Saudi Arabia. Um, and there's some quality matches on there, but none of them are getting build up. Well, uh, I mean, the, the only one... It, they seem to be focusing on one-on-one only on SmackDown, um, yeah. which is obviously the um, the Becky Lynch-Charlotte feud. Um, but are they focusing on that one because there isn't enough one on SmackDown? possibly um and even i mean obviously on raw you had i suppose two that were kind of really being focused on and one of those now has had to be changed because of an injury exactly so uh, you know what they made this big hoo-ha about you know we're doing a room you know we've been doing a women's evolution or revolution now we're doing an evolution made this big spiel about you know the first ever women's pay-per-view and all this kind of stuff um and yet, it feels, as you say, like it's been underrepresented. I, I would say they've done more work building up Crown Jewel, uh, which is not happening in America, um, mm. than something that's actually happening in America. And the job is to sell tickets 
the job is to get you to either buy tickets to the show or if you can't go to buy the pay-per-view um and okay you know the pay-per-view business is on its knees because of the network i mean i don't know what the buy rates are now for pay-per-views but they must you know be in the low thousands rather than the hundreds of thousands they used to get um because of the fact that you get the pay-per-views on the network um but regardless of that that the fact is that's their job is to get you to buy into watching the event paying for the event attending the event and i just don't think they've done a particularly good job with it. Yeah, it, it's not done on service at all. Um, and I really hope there's some, there are some really good matches on the card. And I just hope they tear their house down. Um, and I'm, I'm certain that they will. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, certainly there's four completely sad out matches. I've bought in completely now to Rousey versus Bella. Um, Lynch against Flair is going to absolutely bring the house down. I think that is going to be a match, uh, potential for match of the year. Uh, Kyrie Zane against Shayna Baszler. Um, that's always going to be a good match. And then, um, the, uh, May Young Classic final, uh, which is what Tony Storm against Io Shirari. Um, I think I said that name correctly. Uh, uh, did you see um, the main unclassic this week? There's so much. No, I've not. So I've not yeah, I've not watched the main Young classic. Def- definitely, definitely find time if you can um, to watch the opening match: Tony Storm versus Maiko Satamura. Um, it's unbelievable. The crowd buy into it immediately, which always helps a match. Um, it's a phenomenal match. What's great about the May Young Classic is that obviously the semi-finals being this weekend, um, there's only two matches on there. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting, you know, backstory, promo, promo match, but it wasn't that. Um, it was, you know, a slight um, build-up and a straight into match, and they gave them a substantial amount of time to tell their story in the ring. Um, and the first match was incredible. Um, you'll do better to see uh, a better match this year, I'd say. It was wow. so enjoyable. Um, definitely worth your time. It was ma- match of the week, without a shadow of a doubt. There's nothing that comes close, um, despite 205 giving it a go. Um, so, yeah, de- definitely find time for Tony Storm versus Maiko Satomura. Um, quality match. But, again, um, we're saying that about SmackDown um, this week because, obviously, they've only got one women's match on the card all of their other wrestlers are going into Battle Royal. There was nothing else to really write home about. AJ Styles, his feud, is he just becoming a boring champion now? Yes. Yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> and, um, that's, yeah, that's my I critical agree. analysis. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Big, big fan, have been for mm. many a year. Um, but it's, it's dull. Um, I don't know if it's him or if it's them. Um, well, but he's the one holding the tie on. He's, he's the one making it boring, maybe. I've got to say, I think it's him. And the only reason I say that is because it echoes exactly what we saw for the last, you know, the previous decade or so at, at TNA, which mm. is there'd be times when AJ Styles was absolutely unmissable. And then yeah. there were times it's like, give someone else a go. Yeah. But the, I guess the only interesting thing here, because this this is dream match material. I know it's also Daniel Bryan's what, second first match when he returns. 
from injury against AJ Styles and um, Big Cass interrupted. I think it was his first. Um, but this is dream match material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not excited for it at all. Um, the only buzz it's got is that it seems that Daniel Bryan doesn't want to compete in Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia along with John Cena. Well, yeah, and I suppose that's that's really the big the big news of the week. Let's forget the shows for a second. I mean, the fact that you know. It's been making headlines this event for all the wrong reasons. Um, I mean, look, you know you're doing something wrong when you're featured twice in a 20 minute segment on last week tonight with John Oliver. You know, that is not where you want to be unless it's extremely positive, which it wasn't. Um, what's interesting about this, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you're, you know, people listening aware of the political situation that's happening at the moment. Um, the fact Trump is being so fluffy about the whole thing is, is just disgraceful in my opinion. But the fact is a lot of people were turning around and saying, you know, surely they have to cancel the event. Surely they have to postpone it or move it. Um, logistically, it was never going to be moved from Saudi Arabia. Um, as I said to someone the other day, well, you can't get a refund on, on plane tickets. Um, but jokes aside, I mean, the, the fact is the reason they're having this event in Saudi Arabia is because of a deal that they cut, uh, a 10-year deal when they've got to do two events a year, worth a lot of money yeah. to them as well. Um, the other thing as well is they're throwing so much money at these events that that's why we've got Shawn Michaels out of retirement. He's getting a big payday. They, there's, you know, let's not pretend that's not the reason. People are being offered vast sums of money to... Uh, go to these events in Saudi Arabia. Um, and we'd probably see more of, of this happening in the future. I think we'll probably see more people that have retired or steps away from for a while coming back uh, to these events like Shawn Michaels has. And so from a financial standpoint, WWE couldn't move that event to... There was a room where it would possibly be moved to Manchester um, in England. Um they wouldn't have been able to have afforded what they were supposed to be paying people because they're chucking money at it. You know, the Saudi government are chucking money at it. But that's it. The Saudis have got money and money talks because it's brought Shawn Michaels out of retirement. But how much of a mug have Daniel Bryan and John Cena made uh, Shawn Michaels look? He's come out of retirement for the money. They have said no due to their beliefs and what they believe is right they're making Michaels look like such a muppet now um, and it's interesting but also, as, well, it, it, it's going to be like because it looks where this news broke uh, I think three days ago and there's not been anything said since um, I believe WWE put out um, a statement about it and said that they're going to you know, work on the communication side and whatnot. it was a nondescript statement um but they've got the problem here that if they've got an active member, we're talking about Daniel Bryan here, an active member of their roster who is using to work, you can't go, you can't call your boss tomorrow and say, I'm not going to go to work. They're like, you know, they're going to send you out on a, uh, on a field trip or something or go meet a client. You can't turn around to your boss and say, I'm not going, you know, because then they're, they're in, they're for interest to fire you. You know, you're saying no to your boss. You can't say no to your boss, no matter who you are. You cannot say no to your boss. That is what Daniel Bryan's doing. If he says no, they have to punish him because they must set an example of him for the rest of the locker room. So he says no, they punish him. But they're now in a situation where he's not signed his contract yet. The contract expires, I believe, January. 
they don't want to lose him, so they have to punish someone that they want to keep. But if they don't, if they don't punish him, then it sets a precedent for everyone else in the locker room to basically like, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, the thing is, I don't know if they can punish him. I've been thinking about this a lot because on the they one have hand, to, they have to, well, you're, you're no, right. He's you're, on the poster. He's, you know, he's one of the, they've not sold a single ticket yet. But no, he's well, actually, of, no. Like, they actually sold out yesterday. Oh, did they sold? I thought it was on the day. Well, that's what they that. said. They said it was going to be on the day. And then, um, it, it, tickets went on sale yesterday, sold out in three hours. They sold 25,000 tickets. They, they, it's been moved to a smaller venue because the venue it was supposed to be happening in is being refurbished. They had to, they couldn't use that venue. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I WrestleMania seven all over again. Um, but so they moved it into this other venue. Tickets went on sale yesterday, sold out in three hours, but they'd announced last week, Tickets weren't going on sale until the day of the event because yeah. we talked about it. So I, I don't really know if there was miscommunication or what, but they have now sold tickets. Now, one thing about that is it always, they always stipulate cards subject to change. So from a, 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 a standpoint like that, if somebody doesn't appear on the show that they advertise, they're not, they don't have to refund tickets or anything like that because cards are always subject to change. It, it happens a lot oh, in the wrestling sure. industry. Well, that's it. It's not like, cause they always put at the bottom of their card, card subject change. Yeah. It's not that. It's just his stance on not doing what he's been told to do. But why I, I'm kind of questioning the, the, the possibility of punishment or non-punishment is strictly because this is not because, well, I'm, I, I'm not happy with my storyline or something. This is, because you don't want to be associated with an absolute, pardon my French, shit show, which is what's happening between American and no, Saudi totally, Arabia re- totally. relations. But, this is from a PR point of view, thing, poison. Right? You can't do that, but you can't do that nowadays, because also you've seen with like every Twitter account out there, anyone who works with someone always puts uh, these thoughts on my own, basically. Uh, nothing to do with my company. He's now um, broached that because he's given his personal views um, uh, representing his company. He's supposed to go out there and represent WWE. He's saying, no, I'm not going to do that. It will affect business. It will affect stock prices um, in that regard. Because, And again, from a management point of view, if you cannot control your wrestlers, if you cannot basically manage uh, your employees then you need to deal with them. Because as I say, you can, if Daniel Bryan says, I'm not going to go because of whatever reason, be it about the, um, the way that the reporter was murdered, be it the fact that he was murdered, be it the fact that they are not allowed to advertise his women's, like his wife on the show, be it for any of those reasons, or the fact he just doesn't like the country, for any of those reasons, it's still him refusing to do something that the company expects him to do. If Jey Uso was to do the same thing, he's much lower down in terms of the uh, the list of A to D, I guess. If Jey Uso was to turn around and say, I'm not going, then you'd expect him to be punished. Regardless of who it is, um, there has to be some sort of repercussion for if Daniel Bryan doesn't then appear at Crown Jewel. I think, and that's the difference, because um, one of the reports I read said that um, there had been people vocal about not wanting to go, but obviously knew that they couldn't do anything. Daniel Bryan and John Cena are, at, at, as you say, at the point of the card where 
they can pretty much do what they want. Now, yeah. if if you were smart, if you was Vince and you were smart, what you would do is go, all right, Daniel or John, um, if you don't want to do this event, you, I'm going to have to find you. That's it. Now, yeah. if somebody lower down, like an Uso um, or an Apollo Cruise or, you know, whoever, but towards that lower end of the card, if any of those mm. people did the same stunt, they'd be fired. That's yeah, it. I so. But, so but I, here's the problem. I, I can see a punishment, I, I, but not severe. I, I make you right. It, it will be a fine coming their way, and it has to be a severe one, you know, not in terms of the amount, but in terms of amount compared to monthly salary. Mm. Um, but if they hit Daniel Bryan with a three-month um, uh, fine, then he's going to be like, I don't want to work for this company anymore then. You know, if he's still that undecided, a three-month ban will push him over the edge. Yeah. So it, they are in an absolute catch-22 situation. Um, I don't believe Daniel Bryan's come out and said anything, though, has he? He's, he's not said that I'm not going. It's all been um, not just hearsay, but um, second-hand information. I, I, I can't remember reading Daniel Bryan saying that he's not going out there. It could be ways he's not that active on social media. Um, they have a lot to do in this week um, to determine if people are going to appear or not. With John Cena, it's an easy fix. Someone else comes in and replaces him in the World Cup, a World Cup that nobody cares about. Um, True. Did you just fall off a ladder? Almost. Okay, Jeff Hardy. Um, <laughs> But in terms of the um, the uh, Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match, they've basically got like either get him out storyline wise and put someone else in, um, or just come clean and kayfab it. Yeah, that that that's it. Um, as you say, something needs to be done. Cena at the moment in this part of his career, where he's already kind of hinting about wanting to wind down from wrestling. He's obviously trying to make a name for himself in Hollywood. He doesn't want to be associated with this stuff. It, you know, there's different reasons for him to not want to do this than Daniel Bryan. Um, but he's at a stage now where, to be honest, if they turn around and did give him a punishment he wasn't happy with for not doing this, he could probably just walk away. I mean, he doesn't need the money. He's got another career. Um, you know, Batista did the same thing in a way. Um, his film career, whilst he's obviously in Marvel and, and he's doing well there, he's still not really broken out while Cena is getting a lot of fairly sizable roles in big films. So he's yeah. uh, probably stays in it where he'll always, he won't be a rock. Um, he won't have that but, kind of career, but, he, but he'll have a the, big career. But um, the interesting thing with Cena is that if he were to go to Saudi Arabia, how do they then write him out of the match? Because as it was my understanding, he was not to take any bumps when he performed at the Super Showdown uh, due to WWE's telling the production company he's currently filming for that, that he would not take any bumps and they would not risk him getting injured. Now, if you were to go to Saudi Arabia, how are you going to not take a bump in a tournament? Are you just going to win every match and become the champion of this World Cup, um, which doesn't seem likely? Um, because you'd expect the final to at least go 10, 15 minutes. So how are they going to write him out of that one? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. He's got to, at some point, take a bump. Finger poker doom times three. 
Oh no! <laughs> Game over, John. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there was nothing else on SmackDown. I don't care about the World Cup, by the way. Not that I don't care about Crown Jewel. There's you know potential for some great matches, but the World Cup, I couldn't give a damn about. No one can. Let's be honest. It's it's yeah, and it's something they've done as a way of trying to like wind up Qatar for actually hosting a proper World Cup. That's all it is. It's just a, oh. a silly gimmick thing that they're throwing on the card, getting a load of people involved that necessarily wouldn't have had a spot otherwise. Um, it's all fluffy. No one cares. No one will care about it a month after it's happened. Probably the week after it's yeah. happened, to be honest. I see. I think that's where SmackDown's suffering, because their build is mainly the World Cup. True. And um, Styles and Brian competing tag matches. It's dull. Um, as soon as we get to Survivor Series, which is one of my favorite pay-per-views, the better. Um, NXT. So it's Johnny Gargano, right? Pretty much. It's pretty much Johnny Gargano. Um, I really like the segment. I really like it. Alistair Black looks like such a badass coming from the back, kicking the way he's kicking everyone, destroying everyone as he's coming out of there. He looked badass. Um, big fan of how they did that. Um, they almost, it felt like they almost missed, uh, Gargano attacking Black in the ring. Um, but then he obviously revealed himself to be the person that put him out, um, in the storyline. And I like it. Um, it makes sense. You know, put Black and Gargano in the ring anyways, it's gonna be good. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen there. Um, but yeah, NXT is always good, good stuff. Um, EC3, I think he's being built wrong at the moment. Um, he has a match with Adam Cole, Bay Bay, that he won. Um, but he's been built as a plucky face when he should be like a strong, sort of cocky, arrogant heel. Um, so I think he's kind of being built in the wrong way, but, um, uh, interesting to see where they're going, especially with war games coming up. Um, uh, said about May Young Classic, definitely go and see Tony Storm, Michael Satomura. Um, NXT UK, um, I think it was a bit underwhelming compared to the first episode, but we got to see Zach Gibson, who's obviously fantastic on the mic, uh, gets a ridiculous reaction from the audience. And Tyler Bay, uh, wrestling a good match against, uh, Wolfgang, who I'm not that big on. Um, but, uh, uh, again, it's a good hour of TV. Uh, I think the only other thing outside of the E was uh, Cody Rose losing at the NWA 70th anniversary uh, in the uh, Best of Three Falls match, dropping the title there, and he's now um, he's now sailing away on the uh, boat of Jericho. Um, looking forward to seeing the footage from that uh, from this weekend, and I'm sure we'll be bringing you all the information from that. And, of course, Evolution tonight in next week's podcast. Yeah, I think it's yeah a fair bit to cover. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the pay-per-view tonight. Interesting to what happens on that cruise, because I, I, I'm i pretty sure some stuff's going to happen on that. So, yeah, I think plenty of stuff to talk about next week. Yeah, look forward to it. So, Dish, thank you for joining us. Thank I'm you. I'm glad you didn't fall off that ladder. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Don't do it, Camillo. <laughs> and... Um, we look forward to uh, recording another one next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week. Cheerio. 
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.